We are I. Welcome to We Are I. We're sitting down here with Ryan. You know a little bit of backstory on Ryan here. He's a He's a union rep with a pretty high stress job. He's got um, an advisory role. He's kind of the go-to guy for problems. And you know, if you ever need any real tough file or a complicated file, he's the guy to be able to go to, to be able to get things done. Um, He's also got two kids, two young kids, which we all know how stressful that can be. Uh, 36 year old guy, so fine tuning still on how to be able to deal with all that. Married nine years and been together as his wife for, for 19. So um, obviously he's done a great job of being able to manage that expectation there. Um, Ryan's also been in that sports his whole life, you know, been pretty natural, naturally gifted in the athletics department. And, you know, when he was in high school and all through school, played pretty high level sports and, you know, after school, you know, gained a little bit of weight. And that's the reason why I invited Ryan on the podcast today, you know, just to be able to talk about, you know, where he was with his athletics, you know, kind of like what happened after high school, you know, some weight that he gained and more importantly, how he lost it, you know, because a lot of people, you know, myself included, you know, just have a a lot of questions about this keto diet and, you know, somebody who's been through it through, you know, kind of all the ups and downs for a long duration of time you know, and somebody who's seen just incredible results from it. So um, I'm going to let Ryan kind of take over and, you know, explain that side of the story. Just wanted to give everybody a little brief general idea what's going on. Uh, We've also just finished pounding out 10 rounds of chin-ups. We thought that was a good way to be able to start this. And uh, we're also going to bang out uh, push-ups every 10 minutes. So if it seems random, you know, you're going to hear the alarm go off and, um, we're just going to bang out 10 push-ups. It's going to start with 10, but Ryan and I, we might get a little bit competitive. We're both a little, little A-type personality when it comes to working out. So if it seems like we're gone for a little bit longer than 10, 10 push-ups and come back a little out of breath, uh, that's the reason why. It might have crept up a little 12 or 15 or hear a grunt and a groan going off every once in a while. That, that, that's the reason why. So uh, welcome to We Are I, Ryan. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, let, let's kind of peel the onion skins back to begin with here and just like go real early each other. Like, like when did you start playing sports and uh, like what, what sports were those? Okay, so my parents had me uh, playing soccer. I believe I was about four, three, four, five years old. I started playing, I think it was called uh, ankle biters back way back then. And then you move up to knee biters. Um, and uh, just, I played a little bit of t-ball wasn't my thing. Tried baseball, definitely wasn't my thing. Uh, I, I like to be a, a little more active than that, and uh, I couldn't stand all the standing around. So it was soccer, and then I, uh, you know, and started playing some sports in elementary school, you know, basketball, volleyball, and then... Uh, just kind of house stuff? Just Yeah, just I, I played rep soccer when I was a kid, and then uh, it was sort of my thing. And then I got to high school, uh started playing high school sports you know and I, I played every sport I could uh, in high school I went to uh, I started out at a different school than I finished at uh, grade eight I went to a certain school and 
and played uh, yeah every sport I could think of. Uh, track and field was was another one. I also ran track and field for the local uh, track club as well in late elementary school. Uh, Were all these just like like house level sports? You know, well, I played rep soccer, and then the the track and field was uh, was competitive, right? Uh, you know, and like you know, you're you're competing every weekend, practicing once a week. Um, the the rep soccer the same thing it's a practice and a game but the the sports weren't what the uh, the kids have now um, with you know these intense community programs the you know it, there's there's so much more now for kids as far as high level sports um, and competitive sports uh, with a lot of dedicated coaches and and you know the coaches were all dedicated back then too but they didn't have those programs and systems in place that they do now for the kids. Um, so Did your parents push sports quite a bit, or was oh it... yeah, 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 definitely push sports. My uh, especially my mom uh, and my dad as well. You go on. That's not the. I'm just gonna turn this uh, this ringtone down on my phone. Sorry, I keep the media up though because we got five minutes and seven seconds, so we got to bang out some push-ups here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, no, it was. It's my parents. My mom's very competitive, as as you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> she was always pushing us as kids. All of it. My brother played rep hockey. My sister was a phenomenal athlete, you know, ended up playing Division One basketball down in the States, uh, was an incredible swimmer. Uh, she's still got tons of tons of records in the community for swimming and all that, too. So we, we played a lot of sports, very competitive uh, household, I guess you could say. <laughs> and it sounds like everybody's pretty goal-driven in your house, and yeah. athletics just, just runs in the blood at your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah competitive nature of all of us and, and pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, probably led to some interesting times when we were kids. <laughs> Do you feel uh, like it unified you guys as a family or like you? Yeah, you kind of looked at your, you know, as much as you're a, you're a family and a team, it's, uh, there's definitely some in-house competition, pushing each other, you know, banter back and forth, right? My brother was a, was a pretty good basketball player too. And what happened with me is, is I kind of fell in love with basketball. I changed schools after grade eight and went to a, a school that had uh, a little bit more of a basketball program than, than the previous school. And I sort of gave up on soccer, so to speak, and focused on basketball and played a bunch of basketball, uh, probably too much. Um, you know, and I was, I was pretty good. Uh, you know, I wasn't the, by no means was I a superstar, but I, I enjoyed playing and just the competitive nature of it. I, it's a team sport, but it's also one of those where you can see the sort of the individual as well as, as, as playing on the team. Um, did you play just uh, like on court or did you play outdoor ball too? Oh, we played ball? anywhere. Uh, in high school, I had a good group of buddies that we all sort of love playing basketball. We would be, you know, outside on the school courts in the summer. We'd be, you know, summer's off. We'd be playing a ton of basketball, play on some of the local courts. And then, you know, in the summertime too, you play, there'd be like the, uh, your, your kind of club teams. Um, and there wasn't a lot of summer basketball around BC at the time. Um, so we would, my high school team, we would play down in, down in, the states a little bit we would play in mount baker there was a league down there at mount baker high school i think it was it's been so long um so back and forth to the states and we play in you know linden and they they had more more programs more club programs so there was a higher level of competition down there um but i i was you know basketball was my thing in high school and you know i still played uh i played high school soccer um 
but I, you know, I was all right at that. But, you know, after giving up soccer, it's one of those things that if you don't keep playing it, you lose your touch and you, you're more relying on sort of your, your athletic ability out there to, as the equalizer for, uh, for the skill not being up to where it used to be or where, you know, where it could be. So I did that and I ran track in junior high and I played some, a bit of rugby too. That was a bit of fun. It was always after, uh, after basketball season. Kind of let off a little bit of the steam there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it was it was it was funny because I you know I could play basketball games without you know without even coming off the court sometimes two or three games in the summer and you you know you're pretty much playing the whole game, and then you get out on the rugby field and it's like wow I'm gassed after 15 minutes right because it's such a different sport you know you got that long stretches of cardio just trying to stay in position and I would play like second row or or flank once in a while and. Uh, you're you're always on the ball on the ball and you know you're running to get on the ball and then it's just a you know a shoving match and you're you're rucking over and you know it's it's like being in a wrestling match out there and it just saps your energy right so it was always a humbling uh experience playing rugby after after you know a season of, of basketball but like rugby just wasn't your thing it was always that was fun right i never it was more just you know cross training was kind of how i looked at it i was never i wasn't very good at rugby i mean i could just it was another thing like you can run and chase and, and play a bit but it, it was uh definitely not something I was uh I wasn't focused on it was just more like the cross training that's kind of like you know when you look back at it you know since you know we're the same age and you know when I was growing up playing sports too that was always like the commonality is like there was no there's a little bit of emphasis on lifting weights but it's always trying to find another sport to cross train for the sport you actually wanted to play yeah yeah, yeah that's that's what I did too I mean I I even I think two years I, I swam competitively, sort of competitively. I, I don't think I was much of a competitor, but it was just the cross-training aspect of it, right? Because my sister was swimming all summer. Um, so, you know, when you're younger, it's like you go watch your sister. It's like, hey, well, I might as well jump in the water, right? And then start practicing and all that. And it was never to get, you know, to excel at swimming. It wasn't going to be my thing, and it wasn't anything I, I don't think I wanted to excel at, but it was just fun. Uh, it's horrendous on the cardiovascular system, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah. Well, well, there was... we go. First ten minutes. Let's, let's hold that thought. We got a little. Uh, we got some push-ups to do here. Time's ticking on the next ten minutes. So give us a segment of bang, bang out ten push-ups right now. Oh, all right. We're back. So. If you're at home or you're at work or pretty much anywhere but in the car, you know, if you want to pound out 10 push-ups with us, every time you hear that alarm go off, just kind of drop it down. It actually kind of might be fun if you're at school or at work or somewhere where you're supposed to be paying attention to something else that it's kind of randomly drop down and pound out 10 push-ups like a crazy person. So at least in the break, you'll be included in, in our push-ups and stuff, but uh, nine minutes and 15 seconds of counting to that next set of 10. But um, just kind of continue on that thought. I remember reading that book, Boys in the Boat, about the 1936 U.S. men's Olympic row team. And like the main character in the book, like he was talking about once they had this time off from rowing at school, like he went and he became, I think they were, they were building a dam. I can't remember which dam it was in the United States, but like a great big one. And his sole goal, he wanted to pick the hardest, most tedious job. And it was basically like being tied to a piece of rope thrown over the side of this cliff and they were just drilling holes into the side of the mound to be able to brace this dam and he did it only just because he wanted better forearm strength and upper body strength to be a better rower yeah 
You know, it's like old school cross training, you know, right there, right? Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, but that's just his mindset. Like, I want the most brutal job period just to be able to cross train. Says he is such so passionate to be a better rower. They just threw himself under the bus and just just tedious weeks and months on end just drilling these holes into the wall. It's pretty crazy what people do, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was for sure. That's yeah. So after after high school, you kind of you playing basketball through high school, playing rugby cross training. Um, what was it like after high school for your for your sports? So high school ended, and I, I think I was, I, I was done with sports. I, I had played so many sports for so long. Uh, it was sort of all I knew. Um, growing up with sports, 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 and I and I was kind of like, well, that was fun. It's over. High school's over. Uh, you know, when I was younger in high school sort of grade 10, even a bit of grade 11, I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go play college basketball. And, you know, didn't really put any effort into that. Um, thought about it, but by the time my high school season ended in grade 12, it was, I just kind of, something ticked in my brain and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to relax, go work and uh, see what it's like without sports in my life. So I, I did that. Uh, you didn't feel that typical loss that, because I've talked to a lot of people where, you know, because they're so encompassed in sports and they graduate from high school, they didn't have a, a clear path of, you know, going to play any sport in college or university or, you know, just kind of direction there. They feel completely lost. Like you had still solid direction. Like, yeah, hey, I'm just going to go work. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. I just wanted to live life, uh, not in a gym. <laughs> you know, I, I spent so much time in a gym and, and I was just like, okay, uh, you know, I, uh, what happened? I, right out of high school, I got a, a job where I was getting an apprenticeship to be a plumber. And, and so I was, I was happy with that. I was like, oh yeah, new adventure. Let's, let's go be a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, I actually got a car accident on the way to work one morning and it messed up my shoulder pretty good and spent some time off. And what was your uh, sorry to cut you off, but what what was your what was your body like? You know when you finished playing sports in high school, especially since now we're talking about they got into cars and there might have been a little shift there. Like you know were you like jacked up, like rip six pack kind of I guy? Was, or? I was fairly lean. I was you know. What was your height weight? Six four, one ninety five, probably. Oh, that's nice. One ninety eight when I probably graduated somewhere in there. Um, then I kind of went out and joined the working world, and then getting hurt in that car accident didn't really help and my shoulder was messed up and then I ended up uh, I ended up trying to go back and work and it was like it was kind of like a nagging injury and I just I wasn't feeling it I didn't want to be hurt at work and then I got uh, I got a job working at a local restaurant and uh, that was a lot of fun and that's you know I was kind of like wow this is this is good working in a kitchen good group of guys you know work split shifts and you know, go down to the beach, drink beer on the split shift, go back and work in the uh, in the kitchen at night, and it, and it, it was actually, believe it or not, when you're working in a really busy kitchen, it's like being on a sports team in a way, right? Because you're you're constantly pushing to get everything ready at the same time, and you've got orders stacking up, and it's you know it, it requires the same sort of discipline as playing on a team, right? Because you you've got a guy calling out orders in the kitchen, and and you know certain things take a certain amount of time to cook, and you're trying to you know you got 
10 dishes going to a table with you know three components on each dish and you're trying to bang all those out and you know that's just one table and there's 10 tables coming at a time so it was, it was a ton of fun actually and 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 then it would always carry on after especially fun. something like basketball too where it's just an ongoing chess battle of trying to reposition other people like your players the other team on the court you know like feeding the ball in you know so very much like you know being yeah yeah and it, you're really working towards a goal of you know getting through the through the shift getting everything out on time happy customers happy bosses uh, <laughs> so it was it was a ton of fun and good camaraderie and then you know like you said then the sort of nightlife started creeping in and having fun and partying a lot and, you didn't usually have to be at work till 11 o'clock in the morning and uh well and the nice thing about that too is all it's also like being on you know sports teams when you're on a good team or you're a good player on a good team you get away with a little bit more than what you're supposed to say when you're like a chef if you guys just rolling out those meals and the boss is happy and you know like the customers are happy you probably you know dump back a couple beers back in the kitchen and nobody really says too much and oh yeah yeah it was interesting uh there was all sorts of shenanigans going on in the kitchen, <laughs> uh, having fun, you know. Uh, you'd get new dishwashers on and they'd be like the rookie on the team. There was a little bit of hazing, you know, usually with like some ham and arrow puree and a, yeah. hidden in a drink somewhere. And, you know, some of them cut it, some of them didn't. I remember one fellow walking out after, uh, you know, a little prank got pulled on him, never came back. Uh, but it, it's the same sort of thing. As, it, it was like, a, you know, an extension of playing on a, sports team really so that was fun but that wasn't gonna last forever either so then I uh, moved on to a new career uh, got a job working with a local municipality um, you know working construction outside work uh, you know and I was young when I started there and just a kid basically and, and uh, that was your Monday to Friday sort of job construction hours and you know didn't have a care in, in the world for the first year you know you get laid off in the winter and I was like oh okay nice got some time to myself go snowboarding do whatever picking up odd jobs here and there and then uh, you'd get called back in the spring to go back to work so I did that for a year I think and then uh, no real mention about going to the gym or playing sports no there was no gym there was no sports um, what did that do for your body and your mind so it it was all right then. I mean, I was, you'd fill out a little bit, right? When, especially at that age, right? You're, you know, the freshman 15 kind of thing, right? <laughs> it's not as in getting the freshman 45. Yeah, no, good, right? not, that came later. Uh, that was the sophomore. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, so then what happened is, what happened? I was playing, I was getting back into the gym, I think, after, after a year off. And I was just shooting hoops down at a local gym here. And my brother was finishing up his high school, or he had just finished playing high school basketball. And my brother, he was a better player than I was, right? He was a, he was a pretty good scorer, uh, prolific kind of basketball player, whereas I was more of a jack-of-trades kind of guy. I could do a little bit of everything. And uh, and then so one of the local schools around here, colleges, was, you know, on my brother about playing. And, and one of the assistant coaches, I guess, saw me down at the local gym just shooting hoops and he was asking me he's like hey did you not play after high school I was like no no I've just been working and doing my own thing and you know I was probably 20 or 30 pounds heavier than I uh than when I finished playing playing high school basketball and he's like well why don't you come out and give it a try and I was like sure so I went back and and tried it out for a year um you know took a layoff from work or whatever to return to school uh, 
that September, I guess it would have been 2002. So I went back and played, right? And, and when you haven't played for two years, you're out of shape. Uh, you got no touch. Yeah, and say, how was your touch like, on the ball after that? Yeah, you know what? It, was, it wasn't that great. I mean, it comes back to you quickly, but it's sort of rough around the edges kind of way. You, you really got to put in the work to get the... Uh, skill set back where it needs to be so I you know what at the first year back I was like okay you know I'll give it a try I didn't play much at all um, mostly just practice right you're you're on the practice squad almost I mean you're, you're still dressing for games but you're not getting much burn oh there we go another 10 push-ups all right so if you guys are gonna hop in we got 10 push-ups if you want to go more than 10 feel free but we're gonna jack up 10 right now All right, we're back. Was that 10 or did you bang on more? That was 10. That was 10. All right, next time we might go for for 15. We'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. But uh, yeah, so you were telling us that you uh, you were on the practice squad and you were dressing, but you weren't, you weren't a starter? No, definitely not. I mean, and uh, my brother was playing more than I was for sure, but I, it was one of those things It was sort of like a little bit nostalgic going back and playing, and I was just like, I got to give it a try, right? I got an opportunity to go back and play. Signed up for some courses, you know, taking uh, sort of liberal arts type courses. Didn't know what I wanted to do with myself and uh, gave it a try. And I was just like, you know what, I can't work, you know, other than in the summer. I don't even know what I want to do with myself. I got a good job working at the municipality. I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to focus on that. So I, I sort of decided that I'd had enough with basketball. I gave it a shot. And it just wasn't, I didn't have that, uh, I didn't have that burn anymore yeah. to get out there and, and compete. I had done it for, for sort of so long. And then it was just, it just became, it was more like kind of a job playing college basketball. You got to, you know, get to class, pass your classes, you know, practice all the time. And, you know, every couple weekends you're on the road. Not as carefree as high schoolers probably. Skip a bunch of classes, play ball, hang oh, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Teachers yeah. kind of just like fast track you through. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I'm sure if you talk to my high school teachers, they'd probably tell you something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I had decided, you know what, I was going to go back and uh, I was just going to work. I had the job. I wanted to buy a house uh, and do all that. And then I. Is this right around the time where you, you met your wife? No, that was high school. We oh, you guys are high school sweethearts. in high school, yeah, high school sweetheart. She was, uh, she was in grade ten. I was in grade twelve when we started dating. Uh, so yeah, I think nineteen ninety nine, uh, the start of my grade twelve year, and uh, so I decided to give up basketball and just work at the Muni. And then I guess it would have been about the end of September, two thousand and three. I hurt myself at work, lower back injury. Was it bad? Yeah, it was It was to me. I'd never been injured like that before, uh, even like the shoulder injury. You know, that kind of took a few few months. I don't know how long that took to recover. It's so long ago. But, but my back injury was bad, lower back. It was it was muscles and tendons or something. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I... Uh, nothing with like the discs or... No, no, there was nothing with discs. It was, it was mostly like muscle and tendons ligaments um lower back yeah mid -back. It, was, it was lower back and it, it was like the 
first time in my life where I was like, I was having a hard time moving. I ended up, you know, off work for quite a while. How did it happen? I was lifting. I was working. I was, we were on the line painting crew. Yeah. Painting the uh, center lines on vehicles and the latex paint. I, I was I was picking up a can of latex paint to throw it in the back of a of a raised flat deck deck truck and as I picked it up and twisted it was just like ow right and I just remember I was like laying on the road I was like oh what 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 just happened right and then got myself together and and I think I went home from work and took a few days off and then it wasn't getting better so then I went to the doctor and and I uh, I actually ended up in the uh, occupational rehab program because I had I'd been off for a while and, and I just couldn't, it wasn't getting better. So did some intense physio. Uh, and which is, you can tell how bad an injury is at that point in time, because what we know now about the body, you know, if anybody's been in, you know, athletics their whole life, you know, like you have this certain, like your muscles on your body are almost like a helmet that protects your body. And then since your body is so used to being under stress, breaking down and just being in the environment, you know, people recover faster from injuries. But if, you know, with you playing sports for so long in such a, like, rugby, basketball, soccer, baseball, all these things that you can imagine, your body's pretty used to being under all that stress. Did all those things kind of come into play with your injury thing? And, like, wow, there are all these sports I've played, and this has been so long now, and it hasn't got better. Did that start to play in your mind at all? Yeah, yeah. It was – I'd never been hurt like that. Um, and and so it was kind of a mental thing too, right? And, and then you're – best thing was is I as through uh, workers comp I got into the, the occupational rehab program where it was like physio every day you know and they start you off really slow and, and <laughs> it was kind of boring at first right and you sort of because I was you know used to if I was in the gym you know you're going hard right but it's that's not what that was about it was a lot of just stretching and trying to get the back right and uh, and that worked but uh, you know then I started packing on the weight big time right and you know favorite beverage was beer so you already had like 15 pounds on from high school. Oh yeah, and yeah. then now it's that, like, that what injury. Did it... I was yeah, and then I, I just uh, it kind of it was more focused on getting back to work and just worrying about work, and, and I didn't want to get hurt again or anything like that. And then uh, you know you sort of as you kind of progress through your 20s and you're just working during the day and you know I'll drink a beer with the boys at night. Um, it was. Uh, was a lifestyle of, uh, you know, it definitely wasn't the healthy lifestyle that I try and live now. Uh, and, uh, and there was lots of it and, and lots of good times, but, uh, too bad. Like, you know, five, six beers a night didn't put you in ketosis. eh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life would be yeah, so much easier yeah, if it was jacked. like, that. I would have been really jacked back then. <laughs> Eight patches, veins ripping through yeah, the body. Yeah. yeah. Definitely didn't work. Uh, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was, uh, it was pretty good. And, and it, you know, it was, a, I had a good job, you know, and was able to buy our first place pretty young and Angie knew what she wanted to do. She wanted to, you know, I think after her first year at university, she knew she wanted to be a teacher. So I was like, well, I got a good gig here. I'll keep working and, uh, and let's buy a place. We bought a condo when we were pretty young, luckily around, especially in, Vancouver market you know in the suburbs it, it was still expensive so we got in at a, at a good time before everything went crazy um, which you know it turned looking back it was a good choice to uh, focus on work and, and and getting into the, the property market but uh, you know I just I kind of forgot about sports 
So how much weight were you up now? Like, you know, you gained that first 15 pounds after high school. Oh, yeah, that then I started then... packing the weight on, right? I, I probably went up, like, 50 pounds from high school. So you're about, like, 250, 250 now. 250. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I... Uh... Did you think about it all? Was that, like, on your mind? You're, like, walking around, like, man, I'm, like, 250 right now. No, I didn't cool. even care. I yeah. was just like, yeah, whatever, right? I was like... And, and I think in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I can get back in shape any time, right? But maybe, maybe next week. Yeah, like tomorrow, that. next week, I'm having next way too month. much fun working, right? You got more money than you've ever kind of had, right? And, and you're just just plugging away at life and, and just fell into that routine. Um, and then what happened next? I ended up just plugging away at work, just packing on the weight, right? Drinking beers, you know, eating unhealthy, going out to the pub all the time, just... Did physio work to going through that occupational rehab program on the back side when he came out of it? You know, it did work. back was good. Yeah, my back was, by the time I got back to work, it was good. And then I don't know how many years later, I ended up doing a number on my back again. Um, I don't even remember how I did it, but this time I, it, it was so bad that I, I spent like nine months in the occupational rehab program because it was just so messed up. And then were you I was, at a point at the initial stages, like, were you? You know, in a hospital, bedridden, anything like that. Nothing or? like that, because it was it was mus, uh, muscular and 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 but it was bad and like my back was messed and like I couldn't even put socks on because I couldn't bend over right and I was like, I was having to figure out how to get socks on in the morning, uh, you know, especially first after and then they they give you like the muscle relaxants and then you, you can't do anything on that and you're gonna sit around for a month doing nothing right and yeah. then like but you know I'm still able to go out. And your wife's only going to put your socks on so many times before she tells you to beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I was probably sleeping in and she'd probably left to either go to school herself or or work at her job. But I, uh, (laughs) yeah, so then I, I kind of, that really kind of scared me straight. I'm like, well, I can't get hurt. I don't want to be stuck, you know, off work any longer than I need to be. So I kind of shied away from sports and, you know, and I was just, there was no thought even in my mind of, of being involved playing any sports or going to the gym at all um i was just more focused on whatever having fun partying making sure i didn't get hurt going to work uh did you gain any more weight oh yeah i gained i gained a a ton of weight i think i got up to like 285 which is so much harder on the back in general putting all the extra weight on oh there's another 10 minutes all right everybody so we now know that we had you know right he's that 285 pounds is almost 100 pounds up from his post high school weight, but time's ticking away on the next 10 minutes. Let's all bang out 10. Or no, wait, we're 15 this time. All right, solid 15. Hopefully that there's at least a couple of you guys that, uh, you know, men or women out there that just randomly in the weirdest place dropped down and just did 15 push-ups with us. It'd be uh, whether you're on a bus or SkyTrain, subway, um, work, at home, school, whatever, make sure you're uh, banging all these push-ups. We got nine minutes and 20 seconds so we get that next round in. Um, yeah, and yeah, so we just came out, Ryan got injured, you're 285 pounds, you know, back's injured again. Where did you go from there? Physically, mentally, what was what was your mindset like? Oof, what was my mindset like? I don't even remember. Uh, it seems like such a such a blur, you know. Like when you talk about sort of the daily grind, 
it was just a grind. Um, nothing really all that remarkable, personally. Um, like, you Probably know, just more tedious than anything. Yeah, right? just getting up and going to work, and that was the focus. And then uh, I got back to uh, got back to soccer, right? And I was like, you know what? I, I want to get back out there. And, and I had a friend whose brother-in-law was was coaching a team, you know, and it's uh, it's, it's like a beer league soccer team. Still fairly, you know, a bunch of competitive guys, guys that played various levels of soccer growing up, but I hadn't played soccer since the end of high school. And so that was, actually it was 10 years, 11 years since I had played. How was it on your knees when you started playing again? The knees were surprisingly good um, for a while. Uh, but like I got the heart, the there. lungs must have just been yeah. exploding. Oh yeah. Um, my, my entire feet were, my, were covered in blisters. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you get out there, your feet are very soft. Not, not like after years of, of kicking the soccer ball around, right? So, so it was uh, a lot of catching the breath out there and just like, wow, I'm out of shape. Can't believe it. And, and Short I, shifts. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up, uh, you know, I didn't lose a lot of weight, but I got in pretty, I had pretty decent shape. Like I, I was a big guy. I could move pretty good out there for a big guy but I I didn't lose a lot of weight um, and I never I didn't pay attention to how much I really weighed I, I was just I was able to move out there play I played at a decent level right but I was still a pretty big guy so still pretty agile so you didn't really see your base level athleticism in your body if you're like almost a hundred pounds <laughs> over the weight of what you were playing soccer and basketball at before and you could still hold your own to some pretty decent guys yeah there's there's definitely a, a few decent guys in that league and, and and it was you know it was the competitor in me too right i would just lay it all out there so yeah i did that for for five years you know just kind of that and, I, and then i got into squash as well and uh squash was really good for the, the foot speed but i playing squash as a bigger guy um, and uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, just playing like B, B division in the, the Fraser Valley kind of thing and, you know, playing like fourth or third on the team. And, uh, but it, it was fun. It, it was, it's really competitive sport, moves fast, and it was something I kind of, I, I could do, right? I, I, I liked it. It was very competitive. I, I feel like it when I played good at it. So it was like, yeah. oh man, I gotta, gotta work harder. Gotta try and do it. So I did that for for a few years, and then uh, then started having kids, <laughs> and something had to go. Yep, absolutely. Because uh, squash, one of those things, to be able to accurate ball placement, obviously, you know, so critical in squash. And if that's not something you're working on all the time, you really lose that touch pretty quickly, too, eh? Yeah, we'd play them in the league kind of thing, and, and so you want to play, you know, a couple times outside of, of playing, like, a league kind of match. And uh, it was okay when when my son was first born um, I, he was my first born um, and uh, but it, it wasn't going to I wasn't going to be able to play soccer twice a week and then be playing squash three times a week and you know be a husband and a, and a father at the same time but uh, especially squash and soccer you're, you're traveling for both of those it's not the closest gym where you can just go like bang yeah. out some weights or you know you can do some push-ups at home like you know you're traveling all over you know yeah. basically metro van to be able to play right yeah yeah the squash was in the fraser valley uh 
same same as same as soccer, but it takes up a lot of time. Like soccer takes up your whole Saturday. We play at the same play at Abbotsford most yeah Abbotsford all the time. Um, but your games are on Saturdays either at noon or you know early afternoon, and it's you're kind of there a bit early, hang out with the boys after a couple of beers. Um, so, so when your son was born. Did you drop both of them, or did you drop just one no, or the other? No, and I didn't drop both either right away, but it was, what happened too was, is I banged up my knee again, or no, that was the first time I banged up my knee, uh, and it was kind of like, okay, squash is pretty hard on the knees, um, especially all the lunging into the corner, and I was like, you know what, I, I'm not going to be able to do this, and then, you know, raise the kid, and, and then, uh, and so I, I kind of gave up squash. And just playing soccer, and you know the knee was all right. I took some time off soccer, and you know a couple months maybe to let it kind of get back to where it needed to be, and you know started wearing a soft knee brace, and uh, and just playing through it, and then we, uh, yeah, it was just it was soccer, that was it for fitness and, and work, and then uh, I ended up leaving the municipality where I worked going to work uh, for the national union that I work for now and that was a big change um, and then we got the wife got pregnant again uh, and I was like okay I was like I want to get back into shape like actually in good shape so I, uh, I remember did you that, have in your mind you're like like what we all do, I, I want to get back to where I was in high school or I want to get back to like this or were you just kind of broad spectrum? I just want to get back in shape, period. Or did, did you have that that past memory of yourself that you wanted to get back to? I don't even know what I wanted, what I really wanted. Um, I just knew that I was like, I was sick of walking around at like 285 pounds, right? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, my knee's going this, that, and everything else. And, and so... Right before my daughter was born, I remember going for getting blood work done at the doctor, and my I had what was it my blood pressure was like high normal, and I'm like, well, I don't want that. I'd rather just get, be normal. And same my my A1C could have been should have been better. It wasn't it wasn't bad. I didn't have like any sort of diagnosis or anything like that, but it was it was high normal, I guess you could say. So one day I was sitting around and I'm like, okay, what can I do diet-wise that is going to work? Because, you know, you can play a ton of sports and be, you know, you can, you can be fit but not be in good shape. I don't know if that makes sense. But, but you could, you know, I, before I lost a ton of weight, I was still able to play 90 minutes of a soccer game. You know, I could still go out on the squash court and play, but I wasn't in good shape. I mean, I was I was fit enough, right? I could I could do it, but it wasn't where I wanted to be, and I was just kind of like, yeah. And then coupled out with sort of some the blood results I got back, and I was just like, yeah. So I started researching on the internet, and and just to interject real quick, that's that's typically a mistake a lot of people commonly make is because they might have a base level of fitness in their life, you know, whether it's going to the gym or playing soccer, just generally active, you know, go on some hikes on the weekends that they're not going to have the blood markers for, you know, high cholesterol, you know, like precursors for diabetes, yeah. you know, like when they get those blood panels done, a lot of people are quite shocked. They're like, well, I, I feel like I live a healthy lifestyle, you know, but I still have, you know, higher than normal blood pressure, you know, like, you know, 
the precursors for diabetes, you know, all these different things, because that's the difference between being active and nutrition, which seems like where you're going now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. So I started, I started reading up on different ways I could sort of change my diet and, and I, I guess maybe four or five years before when I, I found the keto diet, uh, Angela and I, had, we had done this, this vegan diet for like six months and it worked in the sense that like, you know, it lost, lost some weight, not a ton, but, but you know, a fair bit of weight and felt really good but it was such a strict diet and required so much prep work. And when you're working like construction, like you're, you're taking like a huge bag of chopped veggies and, and all this and that, and you, you can't eat oils on this diet. It was all like steam this, steam that. And, and uh, so it was I mean, like it a worked. raw vegetarian diet. Yeah. Were you completely it, vegan or? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like crazy vegan, like even some vegan food you couldn't eat because it was the, it was dark. Oh, there we go again. Another Ferments. 15. Done. All right, everybody, drop down. Let's go 15, starting the next 10 minutes right now. All right, we're back again. 15 push-ups down, 9 minutes and 40 seconds to the next 15. So... So you just didn't take being a vegan to a regular level. You took <laughs> yeah. vegan to like a whole yeah, yeah. different level. It's kind of how I did everything in my life at one point or another, uh, you know, take it to the max. Um, <laughs> so it was, uh, it, it wasn't sustainable. It, it felt good to be on it. Um, did you ever get like your B12 levels checked or, you know, like, no, I didn't uh, even know about it back D. then. Yeah, just, right? It was like, I was outside all the time. I didn't worry too much about vitamin D, right? Working yeah. construction. But it was one of those things too. It was like, I couldn't eat like this and play. I was playing summer soccer that year and I'm like, why am I gassed after 10 minutes? Like, and it took, it took quite a while for the body to get used to, to kind of living off, off just vegetables and fruit basically. And like in limited quantities as well. So, so when you say you felt fantastic, you felt good. Was that just kind of like everyday life stuff? But like once you started dabbling into like sports, like high performance things or cardiovascular activities, that's where you noticed that being vegan or the vegan diet you were following was kind of holding you back a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it took, the body had to adapt. Um, and it was like I was running in sand out there. Um, but I, I didn't, it was just, we were following this book, the Eat to Live book. Um, I, or I think that's what it was called, Dr. Furman's book. Um, but it wasn't sustainable. It, <laughs> you spend hours every day prepping food, basically, so that you could eat. Um, and so we kind of just fell off of that and uh and stopped and then just went back to normal right and then of course the weight comes right back probably gained a bit more even who knows how much weight did you lose doing that and then how much weight did you gain back oh i bet you i lost 25 so you're kind of like 285 down to about 260 or so 55 right and then i went and then i went back up probably back 285 290 who knows right i didn't i didn't pay a lot of attention to the scale um, you can feel it on the body. Oh yeah, yeah, and and the diet. I mean, you felt pretty good on the diet, right? It was funny. All of a sudden, you looked really orange too, because of all the <laughs> so much, so many vegetables, right? Like you, you almost turned the color of a carrot, and it wasn't from the tanning bed. Um, <laughs> um, Not that either one of them are good. Like you don't want to yeah, walk yeah. around looking like a carrot no, anytime, no, right? No matter what funny, the reason. Right? I mean, uh, probably a little extreme saying carrot, but it was it was noticeable, right? Because you're you're just 
your skin was like glowing. Um, so it was pretty, uh, you know, that was like my first, you know, real dabbling with nutrition and, and it, I didn't do it in an in-depth kind of way. I was just like, okay, let's just do this and, and didn't read up on anything. So how was it when you came off? Did it leave a little bit of like a, like a bitter taste in your mouth or was it kind of just like, ah, whatever, I'm just going to move on to the I next think, thing. I think we went out for Greek food. Yeah. Both of us. And we were like, you know, that lamb shoulder is just way it too was. good. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. And you know, the lamb shoulder gets me every cheese. time. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. The, the Saganaki Fombe. <laughs> and I remember after eating, I was like keeled over in the parking lot outside. I had like the worst cramps in my stomach because my, my stomach had only had like raw food basically or steamed food and vegetables at that. But your brain was like, go back in there and get more. Get more. But, but the, I just remember feeling like, like ill. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. You see kind of the impact that, that how your body adapts one way and then all of a sudden you slam a bunch of fatty meat and, and uh, cheese and whatnot in one meal. And it was like, oh, that didn't feel good. Yeah. Right? So, but needless to say, that didn't stop us. So we, I went back and back to normal, um, you know, and then skip ahead a few years till, till about, uh, I guess it would have been about 22 months ago and when I started reading up after getting the blood results and I was like, I, the doctor kind of like, well, you can go on this DASH diet thing and, and I kind of look into that and I'm like, it doesn't do it for me. Um, for those who don't know what the DASH diet is, you want to explain just briefly? Oh, what you you might know more than me. I, I when I, I tried it for like a week and I was like, oh, I, I can't eat like this. It's the diet against something hypertension or something like or yeah, I was trying to remember what the S stands for too, but I didn't, that's why I threw you under the bus there to hope that you remembered yeah. what it was. But yeah, it's it's I think it's the diet that that a lot of doctors tell people to go on um, if they need to watch their blood pressure or their blood sugar. Um, so I just I was like, yeah, whatever, right? I'm not that concerned about it. I'll just I'll figure something else out, right? Me being who I am, and then so I started poking around on the internet and researching and then I came across the keto diet and I was kind of like I was reading all these people's sort of personal anecdotes and and about their experiences on it and I'm like you know what I could do this did like, you feel overwhelmed when you started because like obviously we know once you hit google and you type in nutrition or diet like 14 trillion search results so come I back, found right? a really excellent website kind of right away luckily um and it was well laid out and so I was following along and I was like, wow, you can eat like this and like, you know, everything will change. You can, you can lose weight and eat all these foods. I'm like, I like these foods. <laughs> right. And so, so you see like bacon, lamb, shoulder, yeah, the yeah. stereotypical, what I think most people think the keto diet is all about, right? You can eat as much sausage and cheese as you want, um, as provided it's the right type. Uh, you know, and that's kind of, I was like, wow, this is awesome. And so being a bit of a rookie, I just dove headfirst into it. And I mean, the first two months, uh, I dropped 45 pounds and I was eating, you know, probably the, what people would describe as the horror story of the keto diet. I was, I was packing some pepperoni, some cheese and, you know, walnuts, which, you know, they're good for you in the right dose sort of thing. But I, I was just like, wow. I can just eat like this and I was just gobbling it all up and but 45 pounds in, in two, two months? months eight weeks yeah and I mean a lot of that's water too right like because anybody that's done the keto diet will will tell you too right you, it's sort of a diuretic state I, uh, you're, you're kind of 
you're, you're peeing everything out, right? And so like, I was just like, wow, 45 pounds in two months. And I was like, <laughs> I just remember being like, wow, that was easy, right? So, well, and like, and too, when you go through that kind of dramatic change, did it feel surreal? Like you're just like, like to 45 did. pounds in two and, months. And the like, thing was, is I didn't, I, I didn't weigh myself for two months either like uh, like that was the first time i weighed myself but your clothes must have just been yeah it up. was it, they were they were starting to um, easier to put your socks on too yeah yeah no there was <laughs> no the back was better by then a long time but uh it was uh it was interesting because i was playing soccer too right and and so the anybody that's done the keto diet will tell you it takes a while for your body to sort of adapt they you know there's all these catchphrases they call fat adapted where your body gets used to burning those the ketones for for energy rather than the the sugars or the glucose and all that um so i was playing soccer and it was it was difficult to it was like i was running in quicksand out there or, you know especially since it's explosive burst is more like hit style cardio than long endurance style yeah, cardio yeah it's sort of a mix right like because you you gotta you're jogging it out out there and then it's those quick bursts and that was where it was like, oh, I was tired. So I started reading more about it. And like, I was, I was using like, I would eat like, you know, I'd eat an apple right before I'd play, right? And, and, and that would help a bit, right? Just with the energy. And then I, I kind of fell off of that routine and just sort of grounded out. And it took about three months to get back to where I was. And, you know, from starting the diet to, to three months later, I was sort of had the same sort of, was able to move back and forth you know, at the same speed. And I was, was that a tough slog? Because obviously it in sports, it was like, mentally. Yeah, tough competitive too, is right? what, you know, guys like you and I are, you know, if there's any monkey on your back, you just want to like shed that guy like right away, right? Yeah. And it was hard. I was like looking for, you know, different things that I, that I need to do. And that's when I started getting into like reading about, you know, proper supplements to take when you're, when you're doing the keto diet. And, uh, did you start taking any exogenous ketones or? I never did that. I mean, other than like the coconut oil, um, I took coconut oil and, and at first I, you know, it was sort of the, the keto horror story. Like I said, like <laughs> I would just, you know, bulletproof coffees and, and butter and, and all that in, in the coffee, coconut oil, uh, just coconut oil and everything. Right. I, if I didn't feel like I had enough fat, I would just eat two tablespoons of that. And, and, uh, tons of nuts right like walnuts you know a few almonds here here and there but it, my go-to would be like just a couple handfuls of, of walnuts to get you through it and then it was you know after three months as far as the sports were concerned it was like I had my my first step back you know and I was I was I was playing pretty well and just I felt really good it was like this crazy level of energy um almost too much energy it felt like like you could just yeah, you can run forever. Oh, there we go, everybody. 15. Next 10 minutes starting. So I hope all of you that are joining in on this, this push-up thing with us, uh, 9 minutes 35 till the next 15, Remember, chest to the floor, folks, into the elbows. Don't be one of those cheaters that doesn't even get your shoulders below the elbows. Try to get that chest right down to the floor. Legs tight, butt tight, you know, drive. Get that trunk stability. Let the chest and triceps be strong. So 
If you guys remember we left off, you know, Ryan was just basically saying he finally got his touch back, he finally got his energy back. Um, you know, are you still at that 45 pound, you know, yeah. drop now or? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, <laughs> after losing like 45 pounds in two months, I started paying more attention to my weight and I was weighing myself, weighing myself. And I think I was, I was at like 240 and it seemed like forever that I had been there. And then, uh, I started coming to your gym. Uh, and so I was about 240 when I started, but I wasn't uh, definitely not in the best of shape. Um, you know, compared to what I am at now, but still and like a solid 45, 50 pounds down. Like down. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. And like total, like you see pictures of me, you probably wouldn't recognize me if, if you knew me when I showed up at the gym. Uh, <laughs> versus what I, I used to look like, right? And uh, so, I was actually, my mom was telling me, she's like, you gotta come out and try this place. I'm like, yeah, 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 it can't be that hard, right? And I, I remember showing up showing up here and, uh, you know, feeling like I was gonna vomit after my first workout <laughs> and watching all these people here just kicking my ass in the reps and all that, you know, doing these, these group training classes. And I was like, wow, I'm like, I gotta get better at that. I don't yeah. like being last on anything, right? And, and so super competitive. So so my mom got me out and coming in here, and then I uh, I got the itch and kept coming back, and and uh, you know I started getting better and better shape. And after a few months here, I started losing weight again, um, and then just sort of slowly kind of was peeling off the pounds. And so what I kind of said to myself was, is I was like, I want to see how much weight I can actually lose using this diet and exercise. And wasn't doing a lot of heavy weights. And, uh, and uh, just, you know, tons of cardio here and light weights, a lot of sort of uh, functional kind of exercises. And, and, and you know, I do the odd spin class here. And, and so I ended up getting down to like, Probably earlier this year, I would say June 2018, I was, I got down to about 215. And that's when I was like, man, I am skinny. That's like a solid 70 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So from when you first started the, the keto diet to that 70 pounds, are you talking like, like six months, eight months? That 70 pounds was probably a year. A year? Yeah. I did 45 pounds, you know, and that was easy. That's, that was all water. That was probably because of all the extra glucose I had floating around in the body that, you know, sucks up all that water and, and all the salt. Right? Yeah. So, but putting in the hard work here at the gym, and it was a lot of hard work, <laughs> bright and early mornings. Um, and it just, uh, there's a key point that you brought, but like a lot of people don't realize how many water molecules attach to all that glucose and that salt, that fat floating around in your body too, right? Yeah, I've, apparently I think for every gram of carbohydrates, it's four grams of water. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not an expert by any means, you know, that's that's how I understand it. Um, that's what I believe to be, you know, it's true. I know somebody's probably gonna fact check us until it's like 4.1 or yeah. 4.06 and stuff, but that's yeah. uh, that's all right too. Let somebody but, else go out and do that. Yeah, yeah, but but again, like it's astonishing. You think like that that amount extra water, and, and that's just to clarify for everybody, like that's that's over and above just the water storage in your body that your your heart, your brain, your skin, they all need. Like that, that's excess over and above that. Like you're still properly hydrated, even though that you're not storing all this water in your body yeah. anymore. Yeah, and and, and so this, I guess it would have been about a year, 
probably 70 pounds down. And then I was like, okay, let's get them 215. Do you feel like a machine? Yeah, yeah, I, I did, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't where I wanted to be. It was, I wanted to get as like stripped down as I could. And I, I didn't feel like I could really lose any more weight in a healthy kind of way. And still like, you know, if I stopped doing any exercise and just like, you know, started doing a ton of fasting, um, you know, I could probably lose some more weight, but that wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to just be, you know, I wanted to get back to, to healthy, you know, carry a decent muscle load around. Did you ever blend the ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting or did yeah, you? I did. Yeah. Um, what was your, your eating window? I would do the, a few times more often it would be like the, the 16 and eight. All right. Um, it wasn't, uh, and it worked because <laughs> the six and eighteen. And, is pretty and, tough. and I think when I first started on keto, just being kind of clueless, you know, read it off the internet, it worked. I bet you, I because you're never hungry, right? Your body's just got so much extra fat to burn off, right? And even even when you're really fit, your body's got a lot of body fat that it can still burn on, right? For needed calories, but I was just never hungry, um, right? I mean, especially you know after the first month or two. Uh, cause your body still craves food cause it's that mental thing. Right. And then, so that's when it was just like, Oh, I'm just packing some pork rinds or whatever. Right. The, just the crap to get you through it. And that's kind of how, how it worked for me. But I would, after that, it, you just, when your body gets used to burning the fat, it, you're just never hungry. Right. Like as long as you're drinking water and you know, and I, uh, given my profession, I drink a lot of coffee and right? got to try and be on the ball all the time. How did, that's actually a really good point. Uh, they brought because a lot of people say they just find they're razor sharp with cognitive function when they're just in full on ketosis and your job has a lot to do with like negotiating and you know finding common ground amongst parties like did you find an increased cognitive function yes it was actually pretty incredible um, like on a scale mentally, 1 to 10 where would you put that it, it, it's hard to rate on a scale of 1 to 10 because you don't really you know, you don't know where you're at when you're starting right um mm -hmm. But, and I think a lot of it goes with that constant energy as well, because you, you know, when I was eating just, you know, whatever beforehand, your, your energy levels go kind of as your carbohydrate intakes would go. And even though you're, you're not really paying attention to that, but like if you go out for lunch and eat a big carb heavy lunch and then you're back at the office or something and, and you're half asleep, you know, an hour and a half later. Well, and those and like hyper and hypoglycemic fluctuations, yeah. then, you know, you're hypoglycemic and you're like, where's the coffee? And then you're just, you're jacked up on artificial energy again. And yeah, yeah. And so, and you, you, so you just, you're not thinking clearly, but you don't know it until you, you kind of, at least I didn't know it. I shouldn't speak for anybody else, but, uh, I didn't, re I didn't really recognize the brain fog. A lot of people say it though. You know, like that's the one thing that I feel once people lose a little bit of weight, that's the next thing that people come back to and they stick with that. It's just the, the razor sharp cognitive function and they don't feel hungry. They just, they feel a lot more emotionally balanced. They feel so clear in the mind. Yeah. And that was, it's sort of my, why I was in keto or staying on the keto diet sort of evolved, right? At first I was like, okay, I want to get these numbers where they need to be. I could use you know, like any weight loss is great. Um, and that worked. And then the, the mental sharpness comes around and you're like, wow. And then like just the, that constant energy level where you wake up in the morning and you're not tired usually. I mean, unless you were at the gym late or something like that, or you, you, you didn't get enough sleep, but you know, day to day you're waking up energized. 
and that energy level is constant throughout the day and then the clarity is is unbelievable um so it uh so i think that do if we as human beings if the way that we eat in canada and the united states is our diet so terrible here if if we we would have never evolved as human beings if for the vast majority of the day you just wanted to lay down and go back to bed yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I and they say like you know like that, people but... were a lot more you know towards that paleo keto intermittent fasting you know style of you know living life because there was no other option but we're just so polluted with carbohydrates and sugars and refined carbs and coffees and you know all this kind of stuff that just it messes with our our insulin levels so much our blood sugar levels fluctuate that like could you imagine how we would have got to this point if that every day at three o'clock in the afternoon, we should take a nap. Yeah, yeah. yeah there wouldn't be there wouldn't be much if uh, yeah, much, well, much well, in the way well, of hunting some, or gathering or whatever yeah, was needed like, at the time. Yeah, there'd be a lot of full like cheetahs and lions at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Eh? Just it's yeah. pretty easy pickings if everybody's yeah. napping at three. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but that it definitely like the energy levels. These were all sort of a byproduct of my decision, and and so I kind of I was just I was just sort of oh, going there we go. Hold on, hold that thought, everybody. 15, let's get it done. All right, there's our 15 again. All right, so you lost this way. So you were, you're down 70. How, how far down did you get? 215 was, I think, the lowest I ever saw on the scale. Maybe, you know, a couple pounds lighter, maybe, but call it 215. Why'd you decide to stop it there? Like, what, what was Well, I just, I, I was eating, like, so strict on the keto at that point. I was, like, under 20 grams a day religiously. Um, and just the way I was working out, too, wasn't, wasn't going to... Uh, sort of pack on the pounds. I was lean. I remember seeing a friend I hadn't seen in a while and he's like, man, are you running marathons now? <laughs> just covered in veins everywhere. And, and, uh, I was like, no, no, just, you know, diet and exercise, man. No, mar no marathons. I don't have how long do you think, or how many days roughly, like, you know, maybe not like strict ketosis, but how many days do you think that you're actually in ketosis or like just really trying your best to be in ketosis? So I went six months strict ketosis and then i you know, give or take six months and i pulled a, a real rookie move and i was <laughs> angela and i went up to the keg for dinner and i was like i'm going to pig out yeah do you I, want some bread so, with that no no it wasn't even on the bread it wasn't that rookie move um on the bread it was too much protein oh and which a lot of people think like you on the keto diet, you can just eat as much protein as you want, but you can't. Um, somebody, if you eat too much protein, your body will start converting it into to glucose or glucogen. You know. Yeah. Some expert will tell you exactly what it does, but uh, it's glycolysis. I, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, with, with the, the abundance of protein, your body will then through glycolysis turn that protein into sugars in your bloodstream. So yeah. that's what ends up kicking you out of ketosis. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the keg and I was like, all right. I'm getting the mega keg prime rib, 
24 ounces of prime <laughs> rib. They don't even have it on the menu. I'm like, I'm going for that. Right? I'm going to take that down. And it's like on the black net of the keg <laughs> menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in the back pages somewhere. Um, that and like a freaking lobster tail and uh, just, you know, appies that were like prawn cocktails. Just pigged out, right? <laughs> That's a ton of food. Oh, Lobster man, tail was, steak. Oh, dude, it, was, it was a ton of food and so much protein. And then I was just like, my energy levels like just went wonky. I felt like garbage. And I think that was a Saturday night. And like it took till Thursday till I was like feeling normal again, right? And like what I know is normal now. Um, and see, and that's one thing that like with people, you know, you you went and did something a little bit extreme, but that same thing happens with people's daily diet. They just don't recognize it, and they're living in that fog that took you those days to be able to yeah. get out of, right? Every was, single day. It was horrible. I couldn't think. The brain fog came back in a bad way. It was like a, my brain was all over the place, and I'm you know typing emails at work, and I'm like, hold on a second here. What? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and so, so it was like, okay, so I'm not doing that again. Um, so I thought. Well, then feeling so inefficient in all these areas where you just felt razor yeah. sharp. Yeah, you're ready to go at all times, at least in, in keto, I find. But uh, I was I was just like, wow, that was a real shock. So, okay, whatever. That's fine. So then, what did I do? I did a, I did a, pulled another stunt. I wanted to, a few months later, I was like, you know what? I had been playing soccer. It was wintertime now. It was freezing cold. And I came home and I was like, man, I want a pizza. So we ordered up like a large meat lover's pizza and ate half of it. I like and, how you try to stay keto when you go meat lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like just load on that just, pepperoni. Just, just get that fat in there yeah. to slow down the carbo intake. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that was horrible. That was another, it's funny, it was Thursday by the time I, I did this on a Saturday night and it was Thursday again by the time I felt decent, right? And I was like, okay, there's no more of that. Like, like that was just excessive, right? But I, I don't know. I was like, I was craving a pizza and I was like, yeah, I'm down a bunch of weight and I can go for it. And, and again, know. there's a lot of people who eat a pizza sometime during the week, like almost every week or probably at least every couple of oh, weeks, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's not guilty. even, yeah, you know, and that's not even on top of like any of the other, you know, maybe a donut once every couple of weeks or like some Chinese food or, you know, <laughs> things like that, right? So, yeah, yeah. so it was, uh, yeah, that was another lesson, right? And why I don't want to do that. So, so other than that, I've pretty much been, steady into ketosis um just was on vacation a couple times uh, you know and kind of went out a bit um i guess three vacations over the period I spent a week in hawaii where i wasn't really following the keto diet but i wasn't like going crazy on the carbs and it didn't really mess me up when i got back you know kind of came back to normal pretty pretty easily um yeah, i've been to mexico a couple times and the last time we went down wanted to have some fun and not worry about our diet and, and that and and so that was another sort of lesson coming back as well right it was like okay it felt good but you know all of a sudden they're starting to retain tons of water right and on vacation you know doing all the things you're not supposed to do eating all the things you're not supposed to do, and it's like oh man I you can just feel this you're sluggish right and so I I just you know you got to do it once in a while to um I know some people that just are, stick to it for forever right you, you can read up on people's experiences on the internet and they've been doing it for years and years and years right but uh it it just it's more of like a lifestyle now like i don't even mm. call it a diet it's just how i eat 
because um, I like how I feel, right? And, and Which is the way that we all need as, as a society and, you know, globally is just to look at, you know, like these dietary changes, just the way we eat and not a diet or a, a change of diet or something that we're just doing temporary. Where like you said it started off as a diet or something that you were going to change, but now it's just the way that you live. It is, yeah, and uh, and that's called sustainability, right? Like that, you can carry on. Like you might, you know, hop out of ketosis every once in a while, like vacation or you know, like on a Saturday night with your wife. But you know, it's something you're always going to resort back to because you know how good you feel by reducing all the the refined carbohydrates, the sugars, yeah. and the carbs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and and the funny thing was is is after uh, when was it? My Angela had, you know. We're, we're always cooking meals together. So she had sort of adopted the diet without really going all the way. Like she wasn't in ketosis, but she was eating a lot of like sort of the similar foods that I eat. And, and you know, I talked about the first few months I was in it and, and, and how sort of I was eating that stereotypical diet that everybody thinks is so bad for you. And, and you know, it's probably not good to eat how I did, but it got me through those cravings and all that. But changed the diet up in the sense that I was eating like a lot more like fatty fish, lots of salmon sable fish lots of veggies um eggs and cheese stuff like that but not i shouldn't say a lot of cheese but you know depends on the day i guess but <laughs> but Ange started sort of living that way without kind of fully committing and then and then after our daughter was born um you know sometime after she had stopped breastfeeding she she jumped on it too and now she's she's hooked so and that's one thing when i first met your wife like she never, she never, she always seemed like that she was athletic. She would like, she carried herself the way she had body composition like that. But there was something, I don't even know, maybe like six months ago now, five, four yeah. or five months ago that it just like, she just looks like an athlete now. Like when she walks around, like just the way that she carries herself, like her energy, the way her body looks like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. She's, she's done well uh, on the diet and, and with the gym right I mean you, you, and it brings a smile to your face oh, too. Yeah, it makes me <laughs> laugh right because she's she watched me do it right and she's like wow I think and then and then uh, she was already almost that that way eating and then so I you know she didn't want to mess around with breastfeeding and then she stopped breastfeeding her daughter and it was like I think she was like okay well I want to see how it works for me right and then she got hooked right and then now she's like she's you know she lost her baby weight through hard work at home um, doing some of those at-home workout programs, and and then uh, and then she started the keto, and and then she uh, I got her to come here and start mm. working out, and now she's hooked. So now we got to trade off, and we can come to the gym. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice because the the take that I get away from that that I really like to see because I deal with these these kind of issues with people all the time is. I can see you guys raising your kids more down that that road because it's something you guys are just organically doing on your own. Like it's not it's not something you guys have to put work into to get your kids to do something differently than what you're doing. It's just yeah. how you guys prepare meals. It's the type of meals you're going to serve. And, it, and it's so funny too. Like we feed our kids carbs, right? We, mm -hmm. we feed them a very balanced diet. Not a lot of pro, not a lot of processed food. My son, by choice does not like me just straight oh, there's another so. set of push-ups last set of push-ups you guys
So your son, he kind of... <laughs> he refuses to eat meat. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, he liked it when he was a kid, but but he's the he's the funniest kid. His diet, we uh, he, we just celebrated his birthday on Christmas Eve, his fourth birthday, and we asked him what he wanted for, for his birthday dinner. And his answer was milk, water, and cucumbers. <laughs> no joke. One of his favorite foods is raw peppers. Um, green, red, orange, yellow peppers. But good, you know, you know, he's four he years can, old, and like he, he'll yeah. he'll request like raw veggies all the time. That's awesome. He won't like, we you know we still you know take him once in a while. We're like you want to go get a happy meal? You want some chicken? No, no. Let's just go home. I want some peppers and cucumber. <laughs> and but and nice it, though, right? Like that must yeah. be a huge you know win for you it's, guys. It's like, amazing, right? Because not ripping he, the cookies out of his hand as he kicking and yeah. screaming. You know, like, yeah, he's just no, like giving some raw veggies and we still try and. Give him those kid experiences, yep. you know, treat once in a while here, but he'll he'll flat out refuse sometimes to uh, even to eat like like a McNugget Happy Meal. Yeah, and my daughter, she's she's 18 months and she uh, she'll eat anything. Right, we were a little we're, vacuum. We were eating mussels the other day. She must have had 10 of them. Sweet. Just gobbling them up. She'll eat seafood, curry, anything. Good. We try and cook, you know, all sorts of different foods at home. Um, so so yeah it's funny with the kids like we don't there's not a lot of processed food in our house um anymore right whereas bags of chips used to be around all the time you know back in my early 20s and i didn't drink coffee i drink a can of coke in the morning to get me fired up to go to work none of that's around anymore right so it's been uh it's been interesting the diet and so for me i got down 215 pounds and then i said okay i'm gonna start tweaking things um change up the workout routine and coming in more, you know, open gyms, trying to lift heavier. And I guess I started that in about August. And so now I'm up 35 pounds, um, still doing keto and just packing the muscle on now. I, I, I adjusted the protein that I eat. I mean, and I don't, I don't, we've got a food scale at home. I don't think I've ever used it. I think Ange used it when she first started out, but, but I just kind of consciously try and eat more protein. Um, more chicken, more fish, um, and a ton of nuts. Yeah, you, uh, you don't want to see our Costco bill. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, we, you know, we're you know, and eating. I don't. I'm not as uh, as tight on keeping it under 20 grams of carbohydrates a day. There's some days I bet you I, I'm 50 to 80 grams. Um, and after you've which is like a hamburger bun almost you know for like <laughs> most people right so yeah like 20 grams of of, of carbohydrates is you, you really have to pay attention um you get that from like your your broccoli and your cauliflower and your asparagus mm -hmm. or your brussels sprouts and all that. like there's enough carbohydrates in there to get you to 20 without you know cheating um, yeah and it's not like a whole it's, yeah, it's not like a trough full of broccoli either it's like no you know, like yeah, a you, couple little pieces of broccoli you gotta watch right right so like the, the trick is is just is the well it, it kind of the diet helps itself too because you're not hungry so yeah. a lot of the time you're not hungry I mean after workouts it's you can be um, but it sneaks up right and the one thing if I had advice for anybody too is there's so many products out there now that are keto this and keto that and and they're meant to in my mind make keto easier for people that are having a hard time giving up on like sweets and you know this that and everything else i stayed away from those um completely in the start um 
I never got into any of the, you know, the name brand kind of keto foods, um, all the processed crap. It's, you know, full of all these fake sugars and whatnot. Never got into any of that at first. And uh, I know a lot of people you read about and like they, they swear by sort of replacing all the crappy food with, with other kind of keto but crappy food that's full of you know probably chemicals and whatnot but it's because our mind just wants to yeah, pull us down and, and you're road, still right? if you ask me you're sort of still fueling that 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 addiction just in a different way that sweet yeah. addiction right because the north american diet western yeah. diet addiction yeah and there's nothing wrong with having stuff like that as a treat right like we got into like the there's a difference between a treat and every day and that's the part yeah. that i find is like people still want to have it every day, but not to have the discipline of making a treat a treat. Yeah. You know, where they get a lot of those products so that they can justify having that little bit of something every single day. And that's the monster that we got to put to bed, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's funny, like if you if you can stick to it, stick to like the the outside of the grocery aisles, you know, the, the veggies and, and, you know, very limited fruit, um, you know, and when I say that, like a few raspberries, you know, or if you're really missing fruit and you know you're gonna come bang out a hard workout, you know, have an apple or something before you work out because it, it won't mess with you. Um, you might get a bit of an energy dip after you work out, but it won't screw with, uh, you know, you being in ketosis. Um, but I found that uh, your sense of taste changes too, especially after a long time. Like if you do have something that, that is sweeter now, it's like, wow, right? Like, especially, Christmas just passed you. You get chocolates and whatnot, right? And I remember, <laughs> Angie got this giant Toblerone bar, bar um, from one of her students, right? She's an elementary school teacher, and so we, I took a little tiny corner of the thing and and and, and bit into it, and I was just like, "Wow, that is so sweet." I'm like, yeah. "It's actually kind of gross." Right? I'm like hypersensitive. Yeah, to it's, you're just yeah. not used to that, right? And, and and like, you can still have chocolate on keto. You just got to get like the ninety percent very dark chocolate and have like one or a placement piece. of it too right you yeah. know it's like the apple you know have it before yeah workout and stuff yeah and 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 I've, I've experimented with all that sort of stuff the fruit and all that before soccer games or at halftime and whatnot dark chocolates and raspberries and walnuts at halftime and, and it works but i think half of it's mental too yeah. right it does it, it does definitely help with the transition but nowadays it's just i don't crave crave anything that isn't in my diet already right mm-hmm. and and everybody talks about it like it's such a limited diet and, and and i mean it is you can't go buy a bunch of boxes of cheetos or bags of cheetos which is all the stuff we shouldn't be eating anyway, yeah right? I, I don't so. know right it, it just it didn't do me any favors right and i uh yeah so so going with that i mean people you hear people knocking this diet all the time and i kind of look around and i'm like well worked for me right and like are you perfectly healthy on a keto diet i don't necessarily know um time will tell but i'm a lot healthier than when i started and we know that you know just through all the evidence that's out there now that you know a keto diet is far healthier than a western diet either no matter how you skin that (laughs) cat so yeah i just look in the mirror and i'm like yeah i'm probably a lot healthier right yeah and in the future i i plan on kind of tinkering around with it like I have by upping the protein a bit as long as I'm in the gym it doesn't seem to affect it um getting some pretty good gains on in muscle I might switch over you know one summer and try like a Mediterranean style diet but kind of keep it towards the low carb Mediterranean diet maybe maybe avoiding a lot of like the beans and stuff the the omega-6s or whatever it is um 
and and just just try that out right but but i nowadays you know i'll have the odd steak here and there but a lot of fish a lot of veggies and a lot of nuts what else you know what else do you really need absolutely and and you know proper supplementation anybody that wants to do it they should get on the internet read talk to your doctor um my doctor when i talked to him about it he's like yeah yeah it's good at first um but it doesn't help with heart disease and all that i'm sitting there i'm like well you know i'm just not going to eat things that are bad for the heart right because i think doctors think that everybody's just sitting at home stuffing sausage in their mouth (laughs) you know and to be honest not to not to knock doctors but you know like a lot of doctors aren't putting any real research they just don't have the time you know like they're you know any any good doctor will tell you that they're not they don't go through any nutritional training really in school you know they have to be passionate about it in their personal lives to really put the time and energy into understanding you know all these things or you know go into ketosis themselves you know there's not a lot of people you know they may be dealing with in their patient load that are in ketosis and coming back for regular blood work to be able to understand that and it's all still relatively new but again like the base of it all is just it's it's healthier than the way that a lot of people in North America are eating now because it's getting people out of the obese and you know moderately obese categories and back down to like healthier weights and stuff so yeah and my my only advice would be is is research it and be comfortable with the decisions you're gonna make mm-hmm. um, you, you want to understand a little bit about what you're getting yourself into it's not the type of diet where you want to have cheat meals you know all the time I mean there's different forms of the keto diet you know you get some of the weightlifters like the competitive bodybuilders and all that into it there's cycling and all this and that but they they've got everything dialed in mm-hmm. um, if you're just at home trying to lose weight and going to the gym um, cheat meals don't work it yeah. just kind of it messes you up and you know it'll if anything my experience anytime I've sort of kicked in and out is is it just it kills the motivation, kills the energy levels, and it makes it harder. It makes it not worth it, right? If you can, if you can get for, through that first two to three months on it, um, and there's some, it's not all that easy. Um, you get through that, I think that most people uh, will be happy with the results that they get. And maybe it's not a lifetime thing, but if they can use it to uh, use it to make some positive changes in their life, and then reintroduce foods to that, that are healthy and, and stay, you know, at a good weight and. and uh, and a healthy lifestyle and good for them that's good well that's some great advice Ryan I just wanted to thank you for coming in I know a lot of people are going to uh, take those tips to heart and you know I just really appreciate you taking the time of the day to be able to help everybody you know bridge that gap on how to be able to get into ketosis stay in ketosis and just some of the things that you learned along the way so thank you for coming in